Hey there, and thanks for joining us at IED Sports. I'm Bob. I'm here today with Steve. We're talking about News 17 Notes, a lot of news in the NFL this week, and we're giving our tips on how to win a fantasy championship. Thank you for joining us here today at IED Sports. Steve, we talked to Twitter. We got the the news from the champions, the people who won their Champions League, how they did it. What are the top tips? What if you had to share one piece? What would it be? And that's going to be the second half of our show. But we do have some news and notes to go over today. How are mm-hmm. you doing? I'm doing good. I I played uh, and I played Alvin Kamara in two leagues where I was going for the first place spot. In both leagues, I lost badly. <laughs> that's the way it goes sometimes roster there and in one league one league that i played in um i scored uh, the the guy scored um 200 and 200 and some odd points i scored 176 some amazing uh, games in the fantasy football world this week and the the surprising thing was all those great games kamara you had uh josh allen you had stefan diggs they were all the late games so by one or four o'clock you had no idea which way your fantasy championship was going to (laughs) go it all happened late in the afternoon so steve having a bad week with uh, alvin kamara you know who else is having a bad week (laughs) quarterback cameron newton yeah of the new england patriots i asked twitter have we seen the last of cam newton as a starter in the nfl the results 78.6 percent of twitter said yes yeah, I uh, now now are you talking about for for this week uh, going forward or after this season? Oh, because it meant I, like in a whole. Have we seen the last of Cam Newton as an NFL starter? Because I think I think they're going to start on week seventeen. Seventy eight point six percent said yes. We have Cam Newton, of course, pulled. It's going to be Jared Stidham season. We'll see what happens in the Patriots' last game of the year. But I assume at this point they're going for draft pick. You got to see what you have in Stidham. I'd be very surprised if he was not the starter this Sunday. Hmm. I mean, it, it's always possible. Everything is possible. So, um, so in the discussion group, I put up a poll to talk about the biggest draft bust of the season. And I had put up six options and, um, and one of our contributors, Brian Singer, he added a, another option and we are. And so the top three biggest draft busts, according to um, our poll, Ezekiel Elliott, who finished as the running back 11, he got eight votes. He was added by Brian, um, Chris Godwin, Got was next at wide receiver 38 and getting six votes. And T.Y. Hilton, um, he was why he finished as wide receiver 42. He got five votes. Now I have a question for you, Bob. Um, you had posted when I made this post, you said that T.Y. Hilton wasn't a disappointment because he came on strong at the end of the season to be an asset. Meanwhile, Ezekiel Elliott has been a top 15 running back for almost all season. Do you think that ADP of both positions affect whether a player is a draft bust or not? Now, before you answer that, let me throw out some numbers to you. So both Zeke and T.Y. Hilton both played 14 games. They both missed a game. Um, On average, in Zeke's 14 games, he scored on average 12.7 points, which if you average that over a 16-game season would be 203.2 points, which which would be a top 15 finish, and he's currently sitting as the running back 11. But but T.Y. Hilton... He averaged 8.7, um, 8.74 points per game. 
and he would and he would have finished just inside the top 50 and he's currently wide receiver 42 knowing these numbers do you yes. think that z do you yes. think you think yes. that Zeke is still a bust of course, a thousand and ten percent. I drafted Zeke Elliott to be the first, second, or third running back in the NFL. He was not that. T.Y. Hilton, on the other hand, he was going at wide receiver 40, ninth round, eighth pick. Okay. That is a bench player. T.Y. Hilton over the last four weeks of the season has not been a bench player. He's getting 100 yards, 80 yards, 86 yards, 70 yards. Um, he's getting two touchdowns in a game. He's gotten four touchdowns over his last five. Okay. He, has performed above his ADP. And when we say bust, I think it's very important to, to, to say that. If you said um, Miles Gaskin was running back 14 and Zeke Elliott was running back 15, okay, who's the bust? The one who you paid the draft pick for. No, no, no. In, in that, that's perfect. That's perfectly yeah. fair. You know, because the thing, the thing is, is that the offensive shift after Dak Prescott went down obviously affected Zeke. And, you know, um, and then the Tony Pollard um, stuff came in and stuff like that. So you know, I I, I perfectly I perfectly understand that. You know, it, it, it's just um, it's just that you know Zeke still finished as a top fifteen runner. Yes, we wanted him to finish inside the top five. He's expected to finish in the top five. So so at that point, I absolutely agree. But he you know top fifteen and he's currently uh, running back eleven. That's still an RB one. So he's still technically finished as an RB one in a twelve team league. Yeah, but you didn't draft him to be an RB one. You drafted him to be the RB one, and he was not the RB one. You could have picked um ten players, or you'd rather have <laughs> in that spot than him. Yeah. And, uh, you could have had them all. You could have picked Kamara there. You could have picked mm. Cook there. You could have picked Henry there. You could have picked James Robinson there. You could have picked Aaron Jones there. David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs. Mm. Those are all guys who finished top nine. I'm, I'm really I'm good. You could have also picked one of the wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Kyrie <laughs> Kill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, <laughs> DK Metcalf, Allen Robinson, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, all who would have helped your team better. Mm. So um, yeah. where he's going, um, like if we look at the, the you said he was running back 11. Um, running back 11, and this is important to go back because you in know, half PPR, by the way, and I, I did all these numbers in half PPR. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's standard. That's what ID sports does. We, we delve into half PPR, um, Makes as job the draft, running back 11 to running back 12 were Chris Carson and Miles Sanders. They're going second round, fourth pick, second round, 10th pick, mm-hmm. which means if you drafted him where he played, where he performed, you could have had him around or even two rounds later. Hmm. That's a that's a good point. That is a very good point. I try. Thank you. Um. Now let's move on. Some news and notes. There are some very very important NFL games this week. The eight and seven Cardinals against the nine and six Rams. The winner makes it into the playoffs. However, Goff had an injury. He will miss the game. He's had surgery on a broken right thumb. Timeline is up in the air. He could be back for the playoffs. He could miss the playoffs. Backup John Walford from Wake Forest never started an NFL game. Rams also signed Blake Bortles as a backup will not be available probably this week. Kyler Murray, however, leg injury. They called it not serious, but there's no timeline. We're getting no information at all about Kyler Murray. I keep checking every five minutes. He wasn't hundred percent healthy. If you look at him going against the giants, he was not healthy for that game. And he was just a shell. If he plays mighty play who plays, we don't know what's going on with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we went from having an awesome matchup to a match of that really block. Um, yeah. And, and now here's the thing. If the, if the Rams lose this game, they can still make the playoffs because the, the Packers are going to have something to play for 
in the um in the final um in the final game of the season because if the Packers lose to the Bears and the Saints and Seahawks win their matchup, then the Packers drop to the number three seed because uh um because for for the Seahawks it will be based off of head to head matchups um of common opponents and with the Saints it'll be because of a better conference record. So there is a situation where both of these teams can still um make the playoffs if the um now now if the Cardinals and the Bears finish 8 and 8 then I believe the Bears get in over the over the um Cardinals. So, um, so yeah, and and they did say that Jared Goff will be back for the playoffs. Um, the timeline is not. Uh, um, it says on the doc timelines up in the air. He will be. They do expect him to be be back for the playoffs. They don't expect him for this game. So that's the first game we got to watch out for. Eight, seven Cardinals, nine and six Rams. The winner will make the playoffs. The loser most likely out. The mm-hmm. next round we need to watch out for is the NFC East, or as I like to call them, a collection of four teams who had a better December than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <laughs> two games, Eagles play Washington, Giants play Cowboys. Here is the scenario. If Washington wins, they're in. Mm-hmm. If Eagles win, if Eagles beat Washington, then the winner of Giants-Dallas is in. Now, mm-hmm. Giants by the Cowboys. Giants can win and hope for a Washington loss. They're in the playoffs. Cowboys can win, hope for a Washington loss. They're in the playoffs. So Washington controls their own destiny. Giants and Cowboys both need help. And then they control their own destiny. And Steve, one of the amazing facts I heard, this this team, this division lost a lot of games. Giants right now, their range of NFL picks is between pick five and pick 32. <laughs> Oh my goodness me that that is crazy. Um, I so I went at, I went ahead this week uh, on Monday and I I um, went through all the different possible scenarios. Um, and so I I ultimately I ultimately put out my I put out my final rankings on the discussion group and on Twitter. I think that the way that this is finally just going to go, I think I think Washington's going to beat the Eagles. I uh, 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 Alex Smith is supposed to be back. Alex Smith is supposed to be back, and Alex Smith is a good. You know, who would you? You know, if Dwayne Haskins was still starting, then I would totally take the Eagles in this matchup. But you know, and Dwayne Haskins got cut, just straight up cut. They they they're done with them. Um, a lot of lot of NFL teams are done with them. That was kind of a big news piece. I guess we kind of glossed over. Oh, 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 um, no. the, the depth chart now is Alex Smith and Taylor Henneke for the Washington yeah. Football Club. Yeah. Um, the 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 a lot of NFL execs are just are, are gonna. The, he's gonna be signed to a futures contract. A futures contract is where he just gets up on the. Uh, he gets onto a roster for training camp, um, and and he could possibly be signed from there. So he's gonna he's gonna get a futures contract for for a roster. So I'm sure many teams are very glad. Uh, he he was one of the guys that Giants were targeting. Apparently, when they picked Daniel Jones, a lot of fans were very upset. But I think a lot of fans now are trusting. The front office a little bit. Um, <laughs> we we went off quite a bit on our last live stream, um, actually where I was live with Detroit Beastie. We we talked about him and we got in trouble apparently. Got uh-huh. called some names for uh, going down the Haskins trail. So let's just move on. The main thing of the show today: championships. It is championship time. The championships are well, over. over. Are over, and we want to know what made the difference in your championship team. Now we're both multiple championship winners here on ID sports. And we have a lot of 
news, notes, things to go through every week. Now, my best thing for championship time is, uh, you know, reaching out to Twitter, talking to some guys. Be active on the waiver wire throughout the season. Tip number one. Now, we talked about fab. We talked about waiver priority, waiver order. Be more active on the waiver wire. And that means not saying I'm good at a position because you might have three great running backs today. Tomorrow, you're down to one. Also, when you play the waiver wire, you're preventing your opponent from making their team better. Maybe you don't need a perceived first or second uh, uh, RB1 or RB2 that's going to be on the waiver wire. But if you get them, that means your opponent doesn't get them. So first, from Twitter, be more active on your waiver wire. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's funny that you brought up the the you know you could have three great running backs today and one one the next day. There there was a guy in one of my dynasty leagues. He had he has both he has both um Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, and he now has the first overall pick. Just lost them both. It, it, it was crazy. <laughs> Absolutely, but hey, if you were smart, if you were handcuffing your guys, that's that's my number mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Don't be afraid to handcuff. If you drafted Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, you I had did. a good season combined with those two guys. If you drafted uh, Christian McCaffrey and Mike Williams, or you picked up Mike Williams shortly after all of the waivers, you had a decent season. If you got, mm-hmm. um, I guess James Robinson wasn't quite a handcuff, but if you're grabbing these guys, you can advance, you can excel. I, I think there's a defeatist mentality in a lot of the fantasy football community, and I talk about this every offseason. I get, I get shot down. You don't need to handcuff. Grab someone else's handcuff. That way you can have two number ones. Well, if you say, you know, my number one goes down, I, I can't possibly win. That's a defeatist strategy. You're, you're giving up. Yeah. Get your handcuffs and let them take you to the promised land. <laughs> and my and my first piece of advice is, you know, trust the players that the guys that you drafted. Every player has their struggles, but you know, if you're confident in the player, if you're confident in a player, you keep playing them. Like, you know, myself personally, you know, the Zeke question came up. I brought up the Zeke question because I own Zeke. You know, and when I actually looked at his body of work in my dynasty league. He he only had really under 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 ten point games. He only had five. It, that's not including the one that he missed. You know, so it, it, you know, yeah, yeah. There were there were four or five weeks in a row where he struggled, and you know, every great player has that. But you still, but for me, you still have to start them because as I keep on as I keep on saying, and I'm going to be saying it again um, later on. You know opportunity leads to fantasy success and i and i stick by that absolutely now another piece of advice another great piece of advice is don't play with emotional attachment play with knowledge play with what you see on the field now i want to tell you a little story about a championship i did not win i have miles sanders and he's just a player i can't quit i drafted him high you have to play him you drafted him high you have to play him that is not true you 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 don't take someone's preseason ranking and plug it into the week 10, week 11, week 12. Preseason rankings are good for one week. That is draft week. And then they're out the window because things mm-hmm. change all the time. Sanders was bad all season long. He had one good game, and I came on this show and said he had one good game, and it was based on an 85-yard touchdown run. Don't need to start him next week. Yeah. Pollard got to start over Zeke, and I said, well, I'm just going to roll with Sanders, I guess. I mean, Zeke couldn't do it. Zeke didn't do it all year. So, fine, mm-hmm. I'm going to start Sanders over Pollard. Guess what? Lost that game, lost that round by about a point. Would have yeah. won. Would have won if you go with Pollard. So um, while you need to to play your studs and play your top guys, you need to go be going in your head who your top guys are because your week one top guys are not your week 12 top guys. And if you mm-hmm. think they are, 
you're going to lose football games. Yeah. And my, my second piece of advice kind of, kind of falls into that, you know, make trades. If a player isn't working out, throw out an offer, see what you can get, because you know, um, it, 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 would you have trade if you, it, would you have tried trading miles Sanders to somebody? Should, I mean, in, in, in retrospect, should you have tried to trade Miles Sanders to somebody? Like, possibly, as, possibly, but I, I mean, I'm I'm always throwing feelers out there. I'm getting mm-hmm. the, the guys. I don't think I would have had an offer for Miles Sanders because he's he's an example of the name value was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The draft stock was very high, but maybe like we could have thrown another name out there. Maybe we could have thrown, you know, Chris Godwin. Mike Evans, one of those guys who wasn't producing early, um, could you have traded for one of those guys? Because the name, sometimes to some people, to lesser fantasy players, matters more than the production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because uh, you know his 85-yard um, touchdown happened to be against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did you get any? Did you get any offers for him? After? No, because that also happened to be after the trade deadline. The Steelers game that was yeah weird. yeah it, it was after the trade deadline, so I couldn't have traded uh, Sanders. No, our we our trade deadline was week ten or something like that. You were you had five weeks to get them. Steelers played the Eagles in like week five or something. I don't remember when that was particularly, but um, continue. No, I'm just saying, I'm just you know. But like I said, you know, make trades if a player isn't working out. You, you just just see what you can get. Look, I I made a I made a big trade in in our league of record that completely turned my team around. I had Julio Jones. Julio Jones wasn't working out for me, and I and I happened to throw him out um for for trade bait. I got I got Nick Chubb and Robert Woods as a um as a constellation. Nick you know Nick Chubb was still injured at the time. And so when he came back, you know, when he came back, plus the production of Robert Woods, who was giving me more consistent production, that 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 got me to the fantasy championship. I beat you by by ju- uh, literally half a point. And then and then but then Mark blew, blew me out of the water because because he played Super Camara. It is it is what it is. Um, for, for the record, the game I was talking about was the game against New Orleans. It was uh, December third. Oh, it was just okay. two weeks ago. It was the previous week. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was thinking about. I, oh, wait. No, it was no, the the seventy five yard run against the um, Steelers. Yes. Okay. Um, next piece of advice: Don't be afraid to spend big on Fab early. My thing is always saying, if you didn't win a championship and you have Fab left in the tank, you you'd never know what could have been. You never know what could have been. Um, Miles, uh, Mike Davis was going for 50% of fab, 70% of fab. If you spent 70% of fab on Mike Davis, you had a considerably better season than if you spent $30 on Irv Smith and $10 on this guy and $5 <laughs> on that guy. You just did. So um, don't be afraid to spend fab big on the right player. And you got to mm-hmm. identify who those players are. That's another part of the game. Big names get injured every week. Sub step up every week. We got to know who are the guys. Guess what? Mm-hmm. No one's making that mistake with Mike Davis again. Yeah. And, and um, this kind of fall, this is, uh, this kind of, this is going to kind of fall in with your point, but at the same time, not if, if you feel like you had a bad draft immediately after the draft, don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to look at the waivers and, and be like, Oh, that player is there. Maybe I shouldn't have drafted this player and, and just, and just, just make the switch. You know, it's, it's not a big deal to, to say, okay, I don't think this player is going to work out for me. And, and, you know, I might've made a mistake here. You know, like you, like you said earlier in the show, 
after after the draft is over, EDP is out the window. So if you if you made the mistake in well, like let's see, and it is, yeah, but but you know well, if you make, then. I mean if you make the mistake of drafting a player in like the twelfth round and 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 you know like um I, I in our league of record I picked up James Robinson. I think I dropped. I, I don't remember who I dropped from, but it was it was it was somebody that I drafted in one of the later rounds. You know. I picked up James Robinson right before the season and I, and, and, you know, combined with, combined with Derrick Henry and all the other um, backs I had, I, I, you know, it it was a good pickup, you know, just, just don't be afraid to be like, okay, I made a mistake here. Let's, let's see who else I can get. Absolutely. I I don't disagree there. Um, And to add what Mark added his his last piece of suggestion here, don't let your opinion of a player be locked by an early season success or failure. Tyler Lockett had an amazing first three weeks of the season, but many people kept starting him despite awful protection towards the end. Now mm-hmm. you should have cut Lockett after week six. Like, like that was his <laughs> production uh, market. Yeah. But we see this all the time where people say, Hey, maybe it'll happen again. Mm-hmm. Don't take it. And I, I guess this is kind of my last thing. Don't watch red zone. Don't watch the plays. Don't look at the box scores. Watch the player play. If you saw Tyler Lockett's stats from the first three weeks, you would have said, wow, he's the guy. Mm. If you looked at the box score, Metcalf maybe was dropping passes. Things weren't going 100% for that team. You would have said, okay, this is Lockett's team. But if you watch the film, you would know what's going on. So game script matters. You know, we got to take garbage time doesn't happen every game. Mm -hmm. And we need to know who the players are going to be when, uh, when the going gets tough throughout the season yeah and um my last piece of advice uh, it it, it kind of contradicts what you're saying but at the same time it also backs up what what you're saying with mark's advice and i always myself personally i always look at the snap statistics snap statistics you, you know even if the player is not putting up a statistical good day if the player if, if the player has more than 70 percent of the snap counts as a wide receiver or is consistently getting 16 or more carries as a running back statistically these players will give you games a bit great games more often than not as i keep on saying opportunity leads to fantasy success and i and i can't stress that enough you know um juju is a great example of that Juju, uh, you know, Juju did not have his best season, but he kept on, he, you know, when you look at his snap counts, he's consistently over that, um, he's consistently over that, um, 70% margin on snap counts and he's a top and he's still a top 20 wide receiver and even better example, even better example, Cole Beasley. I've been, I've been saying all year that this guy is a, is a wide receiver three been saying it all year. Guess what? It, guess what his eighty? Uh, guess what his ranking is right now? Which player would that be? Cole Beasley. Don't look it up. Give it, look it up. I'm just gonna say 21. Okay. He um in, in full PPR he is 19. <laughs> okay. I have him in in oh full PPR. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that, sure, I, that, that's the range. And and you know what? Sometimes it, that's something you need to look at. Do you need a boomer bust player or do you need the possession receiver? There's no mm-hmm. slot shame in in, in my game and. If yeah. there's a player who's going to be catching the balls and moving the chains five, six, seven, eight yards, those five, six, seven, eight yards really add up over the one guy who's taking a 30 yard pass every other quarter. And exactly. uh, for Juju Schuster, I mean, that's that's incredible. And you have to watch out for that next year when he's catching passes from Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't I, I I really think that I really think that he's going to stay with the Steelers. I, I, I think that Juju stays. 
I so don't get Steve off. It's- uh, I, I I know I keep on flip flopping on this, uh, but I, I, um basically I'm I'm gonna be paying attention to that situation um after after the season because I think uh, you know the people keep on saying oh you know when a wide receiver leaves their main team they they tend to struggle. Well, Juju is Juju is gonna be 23 years old. He's gonna be he's gonna be going into his second contract at 23. I think we've kind of blown that whole consideration up with Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins so far this year. <laughs> um, so I, I don't think people are saying that Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen anymore. Whatever. We're done. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Have a great week. Happy New Year, everybody. See you all next year. year.